Carter Tomlin ignored the sirens in the distance as he walked, slow as he dared, to the Camry parked at the curb. Ahead of him, Trisha had the backseat door open and was sliding inside. Tomlin closed the last few feet of sidewalk and dropped the money bag in behind her, then slammed the door closed and climbed in the passenger seat as Dragon pulled away from the bank. Go slow, Tomlin told him, twisting in his seat to watch the first police car slam to a stop behind them. We need to blend in. Tomlin sank low in his seat, sweating through his clothes. He pulled off his ski mask and rolled down the window, savoring the cool air as Dragon made for the highway. Trisha peeled off her own ski mask. Holy shit, she said, her face flushed. That was awesome. Outside, two more police cars sped past, their cherry bomb blinkers clearing a path down the wide street. Dragon pulled over with the rest of the traffic. Neither cop glanced in their direction. When the police cars were gone, Dragon pulled out toward the highway, made the interstate on-ramp, and did the speed limit up the west side of downtown Minneapolis. Everything calm, just three everyday rubes in a mid-sized sedan. In the back seat, Trisha unzipped the duffel bag. Jackpot! She looked up at Tomlin, smiled at him, big. Must be thirty grand, boss, and no dye packs. Thirty grand, Tomlin said. He was shaking. Dragon took the Washington Avenue exit and headed south into downtown Minneapolis. Drove into a pay parking garage a few blocks from the downtown core and parked on the fourth level between a black Jaguar sedan and a silver street racer Civic. Tomlin climbed out of the Camry, and Trisha followed, dragging the duffel bag with her. It's heavy, she said. Thirty grand, easy. Tomlin took the bag from Trisha and opened it on the hood of the Camry, peered in at the money, and felt an electric thrill. Thirty grand, he thought. Easy money. He took out a stack of bills and handed them to Dragon. Here's a down payment, he said. Trisha will settle up when we get a count. Dragon thumbed through the bills. Tomorrow, he said. Trisha kissed him. Tomorrow, babe, promise. Dragon glanced at the money again. Thirty grand, he said. Rock and roll. He kissed Trisha and climbed into the Civic backed out of the stall, and drove off. Tomlin unlocked the Jaguar, stowed the money in the back seat while Trisha hid the guns in the trunk. Then he slid behind the wheel and fired up the engine and drove out of the garage with Trisha. They took the interstate east to downtown St. Paul, Lower Town. Tomlin parked on the street in front of a squat office building and exhaled, long and smooth. He closed his eyes and inhaled, exhaled again. Then he opened his eyes and tied his tie in the rearview mirror, fixed his hair, reached in the back seat for his briefcase and glanced at Trisha. You ready? She grinned. Just waiting on you. They walked into the building, carrying the duffel bag with them, took three flights of stairs and a featureless hallway and stopped in front of a frosted glass door. Tomlin fumbled with the key, pushed the door open, and ushered Trisha inside. Trisha waited until he'd locked the door behind them. Then she squealed, and her arms were around him. We did it, she said, 
squeezing him tight. Didn't I fucking tell you he would? Tomlin let her hug him. He could smell her shampoo, feel her warmth. You told me, he said. He nudged her away and walked to his inner office, where he unzipped the duffel bag and dumped the money onto his desk. Trisha squealed again. Look at that cash! Piles of bills. Twenties, tens, some bigger, some smaller. Rumpled, well-used, untraceable. And lots of it. Trisha hugged him again, kissed his cheek. Let's count it. They counted. Trisha was close. Thirty-two thousand and change. Fifteen each for Tomlin and Trisha. The rest a bonus for Dragon tomorrow. Tomlin shoved his share into the bottom drawer of his desk, locked the drawer closed. Trisha gathered her money and disappeared with it. Tomlin sat down and turned on his computer.